The Gospel of Mark is almost certainly the first gospel written. Mark sat under the teachings of Peter and is mentioned in the book of Acts, so he is a second-hand witness uh, to a trained Jewish man who walked with Jesus for three years. And it is action-packed. I preached on it many, many years ago, and in the first chapter of Mark, depending on what version of the Bible you have, nine different things happen. And when I preached on it, I whistled the theme to Indiana Jones. Because it's so action-packed. John the Baptist prepares the way, the baptism of Jesus, the temptation of Jesus. Jesus begins his ministry. Jesus calls the first disciples. Jesus heals a man with an unclean spirit. Jesus heals many. Jesus preaches in Galilee. Jesus cleanses a leper. That's all in chapter 1. And in some senses, it could seem like Mark is um, not as important to our knowledge of Jesus because a little over 98% of what's recorded in Mark is recorded in Matthew. But tonally and stylistically, it's different. And Mark is emphasizing something differently because he wanted people to turn to Jesus and he wanted them to understand what kind of Savior he was. And the way that the disciples misunderstood what kind of Savior he was is different than how people probably around the early 60s, uh, maybe 25 or so years after Jesus, were misunderstanding the offer. Mostly they thought they could accept um, Christianity alongside other religions. But the biggest stylistic difference in Mark really highlights this. Um, in Mark chapter 8, which is where the book hinges into the second part of it, chapters 1 through 8 tell the story of Jesus in one kind of a way, and chapter 2 in a little bit different kind of way. At the end of chapter 8, it says this in verse 27, Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist. And others say, Elijah. And others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? The first eight chapters, Jesus repeatedly tells people to not tell anybody who he is. This is known as the messianic secret. And then in the last half of Mark, he, he continues to tell what I just read from the end of chapter 8, that the Messiah is actually the suffering servant prophesied by Isaiah who came not to clarify some teachings or to offer a new set of teachings, but to actually suffer for the sins of the world, that people might be liberated and healed and free. And so if you read the book of Mark, which I encourage you to do, it's very action-packed. It's very fast. Uh, Mark loved the word euthus in Greek, which means immediately. Um, it's exciting and fun. And notice Jesus telling people to be quiet about him, 
And then notice in the second half that the news of salvation in Christ through his suffering and not ours, through his work and not ours, is the most compelling narrative the world has ever seen. It is the best possible good news. It sounds too good to be true. And yet Mark is one of the many witnesses that we have to the resurrection through Peter's witness and probably through some knowledge of Jesus's resurrection that he had personally living in the area around Jesus's death and resurrection. I hope that encourages you this week. 